Welcome back to the Boys Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh Schaefer, here with my other co-host, Sloan. Sloan, say hi. How's it going, everyone? It's good to be back. Uh, good to be back with Josh and to uh, host this thing again. I missed it. It's good to have you back, Sloan. You've been absent for a couple of weeks, but still uploading the pod. I commend your commitment still and knowledge of the audio software to keep us running. Yep. Uh, want to give a huge thank you to Brian and Matthew for hosting last week. I found it riveting. It was very refreshing to not listen to my own voice on the podcast for the first week ever. That's the first one I missed. So uh, it was nice to listen to some other people. It's not just me and Sloan this week, though. We also have a uh, almost locked into the playoffs owner on the call. Uh, owner, why don't you say hi? Oh, you left out the defending champion. Defending yeah. champion, yes. Tom's Trojans are here. Uh, Tom's hello, Trojans everybody. coming back for the crown. Good Welcome, to have you, Tommy. Tom. Good to be here. Uh, we'll also have Dylan joining later on. Uh, he's just driving home right now. But I feel fitting to have Tommy and Dylan on similar strategies Similar outcomes so far this year, but I think we have a lot of good stuff to go over today. Uh, so let's jump into it. You know, as always, we're going to kick it off with last week's results. It was an interesting last week. Some big changes in the standings. Sloan, why don't you tell us what those changes are? I am out of the playoffs <laughs> by, is it two points, if I read that correctly? Uh, One point. Um, point. which I, you know, I'm a little annoyed about, but th- I, the past two weeks were pretty bad with my buys. Uh, three guys this past three starters this past week on a buy. Um, and that didn't help. And just overall, I mean, you look at my efficiency with the week 11 report in the sleeper app efficiency wasn't too bad. I think it was 88%, um, which I think might've been fourth or fifth, fourth or fifth highest in the league this week. Um, so it really just showed that <clears throat> I couldn't have done much better. My team just played very, very poorly. And, um, uh, I think my team overall is not that good. And Josh, you look at your team, you look at Dylan's Tommy's and Matt's. If you guys make the playoffs, you four, that makes sense. Cause you guys have really good teams. Yeah. I even played down a quarterback this last week. So it was, yeah. uh, it was nice to still be in the top half of the standings. Tom, you had another solid week coming in third overall. You got to be feeling good about where you're at. You know, you've been kind of in and out of the playoffs at this point. You're, you know, not locked in, but you have a, a little bit of leeway heading into the final three weeks of the season. How are you feeling about how the results have gone for you so far? Last few weeks have been great. Feel great about that. Uh, but, you know, quite a bit of concern. Going forward, Justin Fields with the dislocated shoulder. That's a concern. Uh, week 14, I'm probably not going to have any quarterbacks playing. And that is the the week before the playoffs. So, would really like to get a little bit more of a cushion. But, uh, you know, you can't complain. Yeah, we'll have to talk about your trade deadline strategy Uh or maybe, I don't know, where you're at on trade. Lack, but lack thereof. Lack thereof. I wasn't going to say it, but we'll get there. But let, let's talk about the standing. So Matt finishes first. Uh, Ongood finishes last. Bad, bad week Barely. for Ongood. 
barely, barely finishing last. Sloan getting two touchdowns from Ayuk on four catches, I believe. The last I think time it was I just two, oh, catches. two catches. Yeah, four, four targets, targets yeah. two catches. Yeah. yeah. Pretty sweet. Two catches for two touchdowns. That's what you want to see. Ongood gets punished again this week. Mike Williams goes out. Joe Mixon gets a concussion. Melvin Gordon gets cut. He is just getting demolished by injuries. Uh, you know, finan- not financial transactions, but just NFL transactions. His team continues to slide downhill. Even Davis Mills, they're saying he might get cut this next uh, – not cut, but benched this next week. Who's for- their backup? Uh, I think it's Kyle Allen. I don't. I don't. I don't think that's right. Actually. Well, good thing Tommy has the most fab left in the league. It is Kyle Allen. Get a quarterback. That's. You hate to say it, but I am just sitting here. Just sitting here yeah. waiting on somebody. Some quarterback's gonna. Tommy, you better put in a waiver now before they process. Yeah, so you're welcome. Get benched, for that, or Tommy. you know, you're so. welcome for that information. If you want to pick up Kyle Allen, waivers will most likely process during the podcast as we record. It's 6.30 real time. They process it, what, 7.05 Eastern? I think 7.05. You're right. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I think I moved it back an hour. I actually don't remember when they processed. Uh, I think you're right at a 7. Um, but, yeah, Mike gets another consistently good week. You know, yeah. the Najee Harris trade is actually turning out really nicely for him, giving him at least one player who can consistently put up 10 or more points outside of Patrick Mahomes. He's got to be feeling good. Collins got to be feeling good after having a strong week. The bottom of the table, Austin at 45, Ongood at 44, Mike and Colin tied at 42. It's really anyone's game. It's crazy. Into these last three three weeks. It's going to be crazy. I love so, it. I, who's I your think bet? It, Who do you think's going? Who's going to Austin? Uh, well, I, if you look at how people are trending, you'd you'd think it's going to be on good with all the injuries that you were just talking about and uh, just benchings as well with his players. So you'd think it'd be on good. Mike's team has been playing really well lately. Colin, he's been at the bottom of the table for at least a few weeks now, which I think is kind of surprising. And we don't talk about that much. Um, And then Brian and Austin, I think they're Brian, not even close to being at the bottom of the table. Austin could, he's only three, uh, points ahead of Mike and Colin at the bottom, but I think it's got to be on good just with how his team is. You look at this past week and going forward, he's going to have even less available players. So it's going to be, it's going to be tough these past, these next three weeks. Tom, who's your vote? Who's going to Waffle House? Um, haven't paid any attention to it at all. <laughs> <laughs> You've got Austin on good Mike and Colin basically think, at the bottom. From what I've seen, I think I think I like Arnda doing the Waffle House. I do. I mean, you know, he's down in he's down in Jacksonville, right? Gainesville. 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 There's yeah. gotta be some really nice gotta be a ton. Uh, Florida Waffle Houses he can go to. I'm sure that's who. <laughs> so that's gonna be my pick, I think. Honestly, I I think it's my gut is telling me Colin, to be honest, uh, if I had to guess. He's gotten some good fortune with other players getting injured and his bench players being able to show up. Uh, we'll see how Pacheco does. Maybe he becomes a consistent starter. Uh, now that I'm looking at lineups, Ongut hasn't really been hit by the bye weeks that hard yet either. So, Oh, geez, that's not good. I do feel like there's a 
decent chance that it ends up being on good. Alvin Kamara hasn't had his bye yet. I don't know if have the Bears. No, the Bears haven't had their bye yet. So he's no, they're week 14. Week 14. Gosh, week 14, Tommy. Cool. So he's going to be out. He's going to be out at least Alvin Kamara and Darnell Mooney the last week of the season. Who knows if Joe Mixon misses any time with the concussion. I don't even know if he's going to be able to feel the full starting lineup that last week with uh, what's going on with like Jerry Judy and Mike Williams. There's just danger everywhere. My pick for the, I think who would be the most fun person to go to Waffle House though, is definitely Austin. I think he would be (laughs) hilarious to have at Waffle House. I think he'd have a great time, but you know, it's looking pretty unlikely. He's got at least a couple of rocks on his team. You think he'd do it? Oh yeah. Think he's going through with that? He's committed to the league. I feel like he's pretty committed. I don't think he would bail. Yeah, I think he's quietly committed. Like he doesn't speak up much. We haven't ever had him on the podcast, but I think he he actually cares about it. You see him posting the group me about things, and I I believe that he's actually committed. I feel pretty confident every, all of the four teams at the bottom would do it. I don't think – I mean, it would just be so annoying if they didn't do it. Like, I think if you didn't do it, we would – we'll have to discuss it in the rules call what would happen, but I would be, like, almost pro, like, kick you out of the league. Like, you, you can't just not do it. You would think Mike would probably be the, the only one at risk of not doing it, right? No way. I don't think so. I don't know. I think he respects the league. I think he, he might have some external influences that might prevent him from going. There, I, I think he would have to make an exception for this. Maybe he have to take a vacation day during the week or something to do it, but right. he's going to do it one way or another. Either way, it's shaping up to be a very fun uh, into the season, both at the top and at the bottom. It's so funny, Sloan, because like they said in the group, a couple weeks ago, we were saying like, oh, there's no parody. This is a boring league. Like, just take us to the playoffs. Yeah. You know, there's definitely not parody, but there's definitely a lot of fun things that are happening as we head into the last three weeks. Well, I don't think I had been hit by the bye weeks that hard up until this point. I think that's my that might have been why I was doing a little better than uh, some of the other teams in the league. Um, And I'm telling you guys. This isn't happening because I traded away Devontae Adams. My team is not good overall. It's 100% happening, Sloan. It's, you would have gotten four more table points last week had you had Devontae Adams on your team. And that's great. I'm interested to seeing what happens when we get to the playoffs to see if Devontae would have actually won me the title because that's what I'm concerned about. I look at your team and I look at Dylan's team, and I see two Goliaths that I'm not going to be able to beat. And I don't want to the waste some of these The race is wide players. open, Sloan. I just lost Cooper Cup. Dylan lost Kyle Pitts, obviously, to a much lesser extent than Cooper Cup in terms of player quality. Tommy is rocking it with Justin Fields. Things are going well over there. I think – I don't think you can – it will be – you'll probably do this, but it will be annoying to me if you get to the playoffs and Devontae Adams doesn't – you know, wouldn't have won you the championship. Maybe he would have won you, like, 50 more dollars, though, like, you know. Even if you don't, he would have at least maybe given you a chance to win money in the playoffs. That's a good point. That's something I thought about when I traded him away. I think my main goal was to flip him at the trade deadline. And unfortunately, everyone in the league was way too stubborn than I thought they were going to be in terms of moving players. So 
plan A didn't happen, but I did have a plan B, um, knowing that you're, you, Josh, and, and Dylan's team were just going to be really tough to beat in the playoffs. And I wasn't uh, too concerned with going all in and trying to use all the players I had. I needed to move some guys around. They're getting old. You know, this the odds are at least doing making that move will likely keep you from being totally irrelevant. You never really know what's going to happen with that pick, but I think the odds are in your favor that it would do that. So in that sense, you can feel pretty good, um, you know, about about the trade. Tom, speaking of trades, I don't I don't think we have anything else to cover for this week. It was obviously a good week, uh, entertaining week at the very least. Tom, you know, we touched on it a little bit. Lack of trades at the trade deadline. Did, did it even cross your mind? Did you think about making any trades? Were you just, you know, just hanging out, seeing if anybody texted you? Where were you at at the trade uh, deadline? I paid attention to what came in, considered a few. Uh, wasn't really too, you know, didn't see really too many solutions to my quarterback problem, you know, so – that was the main thing and didn't really see where that was going to happen. So after that, after that, I love my team. (laughs) Your team is solid, Tommy. Like it's got some some fun young pieces, some good vets. Like, did you ever think about selling Justin Fields? Did anybody come to you during like the first five weeks when he was shit and they were like, do you want to get rid of him? No one came to you. Nope. Not uh, even you, Josh. I didn't even want to touch I him. I thought I didn't about want to it. Touch him. I thought he was yeah. garbage. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I did this too. Like- I did too. I went <laughs> five weeks ago. I didn't think anybody really wanted him. So uh, yeah, nobody <laughs> did, man. Now now everybody wants to, to get their hand on him. Yeah, but I mean, with that shoulder, they might just sit him just to be cautious. You know, I mean, they're not going anywhere. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That that is tough when you get. I think Cooper Cup is another example of that a player gets injured on a not too competitive team and rather than throwing them back in to maybe make a playoff push, they know they're not going to make the playoffs. So then they sit them a little more than they need to, or more than they could have. And then that obviously hurts fantasy uh, relevant players like Cooper cup and maybe Justin Fields. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I hope Justin Fields gets to play. I mean, he's a great fantasy player, you know, I, I don't want you to do poorly, Tommy. I have no stake in your game anymore, but I respect the commitment to uh, staying strong and firm. You know, I think there's many other teams in our league who would have seen what Justin Fields did through the first six weeks, absolutely panicked, tried to sell for a first, like, at you know, whatever they could have sold for. And they'd be missing out on, you know, Justin Fields has been the key to your team's success these last four weeks. So, you know, good on you for holding, uh, you know, and, and honestly just holding all of your players. You've really persevered yeah. through the ups and downs, similar to how Dylan has done. But I think it's a good lesson in that if you have good players, just hold, you know, there'll be times that you miss out, like, you know, we, we there's definitely examples of it. Rashad Bateman may be an example of someone mm. you could have sold for right. better value. Doesn't seem, you know, it seems much less likely that he'll actually turn out. But, you know, with the Jamar Chases, Amon Raz, you know, some fun on your taxi squad with Kyron Williams now kind of looking yeah. good. 
And uh, Bellinger, yeah, Bellinger was looking good before he got his eye bashed in. But there's some fun I mean, players up and down the roster there, Tom. I like I, it a lot. I like and Kyron they, Williams a lot. I think we bashed on your taxi squad a little bit early in the season. But Kyron <laughs> Williams now, I mean, that's a that's a future asset. I, I like that, Tom. There was nothing on my taxi squad. There's just two people. You could have added the rookies, though, like the right. undrafted – did you ever think about uh, putting players on IR? What's the strategy behind that? No, I don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, that's I'm awesome. flying by the seat of my pants this year, boys. So. Well, you did it last year too, and you won the title. So yep. keep it rolling. Yeah, and you have Jamar Chase coming back this year. Like, yeah, hopefully, possibly this week. Maybe not. Maybe the week after. But yeah, that's gonna be huge. I thought that, that was going to end up being a little longer. So, yeah, I yeah. need that. I mean, Jamar Chase and Mike Evans, once you get those two in your lineup, you're looking – that's a solid starting lineup. Keenan Allen had a pretty decent comeback yeah. week. You're just getting healthy at the right time. I mean, you know – George Kittle finally injuries. did something. Yeah. Yeah. The, and, and that's what fantasy football is about, luck, timing – you know, and your broader strategy. Are you avoiding the game-breaking mistake? And I think you've definitely been able to do that. Um, you know, I think in our redraft leagues in the past, you've had to be a lot more proactive just because it's only one year. But in Dynasty, it's a totally different strategy. So I think it's worked pretty well for you. I see so. we're joined by another team with a similar strategy to hold firm steer the ship correctly dylan welcome to the pod oh thank you dylan i want to ask you did uh, you have a lot of people reaching out to you near the trade deadline um i had you sloan um mike and matt and i believe that that is it i can't remember if josh tried anything or not and I've who, given up on you, Dale. We're done. <laughs> what no player, bad blood. What players were these managers going for? Um, Mike was primarily interested in Chase Claypool, as he has been for the past nine months. Um, what was he offering for Claypool? Was it a second? Uh, I forget off the top of my head. Huh. Um, Matt was interested in seeing – if I had interest in uh, AJ Brown, um, because I think both of you were interested in him. And then Sloan had interest in, um, uh, what's his face? Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Of course, Sloan wanted Justin Jefferson. Well, yeah. What did you offer, Sloan? What did you offer for Justin Jefferson? I can't even remember. It oh, I can. What I mean, it was Dylan. Tell me. What Dylan, was it? Tell the pod. It, was, it was two first round picks. And, and that's it. That's it. <laughs> that's it. That might have been it. Hey, boys, it's called negotiating. You bid low and then, you know, you work from there. I mean, Dylan's not somebody who's going to give you a good counter offer, though. That's the problem. You got to well, bid your best. The, the issue is that we're both in the same place of we want to win now. And he is look, and Sloan yeah. was looking to get one of my, like, like best assets. Him and Allen are my by far two best players. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like, well, 
I'm not just going to give that up for two first round picks. And so my offer in return, and I like, it was a shot in the dark and I knew it was never going to happen was, I believe, was it, I think it was McCaffrey and Hill. And I was like, I mean, there's no way that that's going to go through, but yeah, I think you said who I'm most interested in. You weren't going to do a deal unless it involved those two guys. And yeah. And I I think I might've thrown in a pick in there as well. I can't remember. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, I Wait, mean, did you throw a first in there? Um, I might have thrown in a first. I can't. I can't remember. It might have been a second. I don't, I don't know. I don't think it was a first. No, it was something that I wasn't. He, he said that, and I was like, "He's not. I can't work with this. There's no point in continuing this conversation." If you could have gotten Justin Jefferson in a first for McCaffrey and Tyreek Hill. I wouldn't have hated it for you, honestly, son. I, it was Not something like, that was real bad. I don't think yeah. it was that good. I know you have a tough time trading those vets unless you've come around on them. But, Dill, yeah. did you think about making any moves at the deadline, kind of consolidating some of your pieces? You've got a lot of, like, good RB2s, wide receiver twos. Like, did you think about making any moves at the trade deadline? I not, – not really because I knew – or – I figured that people who were near the bottom were going to try to keep their best pieces in order to avoid Waffle House. And, and I should have been more proactive about it. That, that was just kind of my thinking. And then also, I, I can't, like, you or Sloan aren't going to trade with me, most likely. Um, yeah. Especially for, you know, consolidation of players. And then I figured the middle tier people are all trying to make the playoffs. So, like that probably middle tier people would have probably been my best bet, but I just didn't do enough research. And what what day was the trade trade deadline again? Was it? It was last Monday. It was last Monday. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I I just didn't do enough research into it. Honestly, I think your analysis of what it was going to be like was actually spot on into what it was like. People who were near the bottom. We're not selling at any kind of discount. Uh, it was tough. Just because the Waffle House thing was, people were, there's, they don't want to get rid of them. Well, it's, I was, a, it's a brutal punishment. No one wants to is. do that. I was talking to Ongood, trying to get him. Because, uh, Josh, I think you did this really well earlier in the season where you looked at those lower-tier teams and you tried to pull out the good players from them. Um, And I... I yeah, you did that a great job of that. So I was looking at the lower tier teams trying to figure out who I could still pluck from them. And there weren't many, but I was talking to on good and uh, I was trying to get Dak from him, but he told me that he needed to keep him on his roster for next season for when you needed him uh, for a late season push. <laughs> so I wasn't able to get him for that. Uh, but I, I, I'm happy he'll be on your roster next season. And I think it'll be uh, really good for you. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, a player like Alvin Kamara, Joe Mixon, makes so much sense for Ongood's team to get rid of at the end of this year, like just in a vacuum of like, hey, do you want to sell off a strong asset for likely a good pick or a good young player? But with the Waffle House punishment, it's just like you just can't do it. Like it's so brutal from a cost time like physical exhaustion it's actually one of the things that annoyed me about the trade deadline a little bit is just like the lack i mean we still had a decent amount of activity 
But I felt like there would have been way more if the Waffle House punishment wasn't looming. Oh yeah. Maybe I'm wrong because that spurred the bad teams on to make more acquisitions. But I what I, I guess what I think is annoying is Waffle House kind of pushes everyone towards the same goal, at least to some extent, of like getting better players. You know, like people don't want to just give up their good players for shit. So um It was awful talking to some of the lower tier teams because that they were just so afraid of going to Waffle House. So you couldn't get these guys. And in a normal league, I mean, even look at like the NFL, they're going to sell everyone to make sure they can get some good return in the future. But here you still have to make sure you have that life jacket on you. So you're not ending up at Waffle House, which makes it kind of annoying at the trade deadline. Yeah, for sure. Well, Dill, we, we talked a little bit about Tommy's team. I'd love to focus a little more on your team. You know, you have an incredibly deep lineup. Um, and you've had some hits and some misses this year. You know, Damian Pierce has been great. Uh, Josh Jacobs, total resurgence. Tony Pollard coming along very nicely. Um, but you've also had some big misses. Claypool's been bad. Swift has been bad. Dobbins can't get healthy. Um you know, Kyle Pitts was a disaster, I would say, leading up to the, you know, leading up to the playoffs up to now. He's not been a very good tight end. How have you been feeling about your year? Have you felt any, you know, obviously you're first overall in the league, so it's hard to want to really mix things up. But have you had any push to kind of change your strategy or move on from like some high potential pieces? Because you do have a lot on your team right now. Yeah, the... <clears throat> The the Swift one, I, I I had much higher hopes for him, and what I, like he's he's been injured a fair amount, so I can't. I'm trying to see the two at the same time, and it's not doing that well. But he he's been injured quite a few games this this year, so that one's a little disappointing. Pitts has obviously been the the most by far the biggest. I, I was hoping that he'd be like like seven points would be his you know lower end, but I, I mean, it's been, you know, two, three, four points on a regular basis. And so you, you were probably right when you said him being injured is the best thing for me. Um, yeah, he's had uh, two weeks in double digits. So it's and just he's been just a better, like a more reliable start. Like he gets more points on average. Yeah. Yeah. So, but the, yeah. And then the issue is Kyle Pitts will have, one week where it has 16 and a half and it's like, well, of course he will because he's actually pretty good. Um, yeah. So yeah, he, he's been by far the most um, disappointing though. Um, yeah. Well, one thing I wish I had done better was use my fab in a more like just in a better spot. Like Dorch was a panic purchase, I think, because he had one really good week and it's like, well, Rondale was injured. I think, um, uh, Hopkins was also suspended or injured, whatever he was at the beginning of the year. Um, and he had like a two touchdown game. The, the one that I think Deion Jackson, when both, um, both Colts running backs were out, was, was good. I had him for literally one week and he put up two touchdowns, I think so, or one touchdown. So that, that was a, a nice start, but, um, and it was useful for me, but, yeah, I think using Fab in a, in a better way. 
You have a, a pretty incredible starting lineup just out of your bench players. Like, in fantasy theory, I mean, Heineke, Watson, DeAndre Swift, Dobbins, Christian Kirk, you know, Dor- uh, Chase Claypool, Kyle Pitts. Like, that's not even that disgusting of a starting lineup of your bench players, which is pretty impressive. I'm sure it makes it hard to pick who you actually start on a weekly basis. Um, but I feel like you've done pretty well managing your lineup throughout the year and actually putting in the right players. So I know you're putting in the work though. Yeah, I'm trying to, I mean, uh, Russell Wilson has made it incredibly easy to not start Cortland Sutton (laughs) more more often than not. So, um, and Claypool has just been, I don't think I've started him one time this year just because, I mean, Pittsburgh's bad. quarterback situation is just bad. I mean, now he's on the the Bears, obviously, but um, I'm not going to start him until he's proven that he's a viable option on the Bears. Yeah, you're too deep. When Christian Kirk is on your bench, things are going pretty well, I would say. So, and DeAndre Swift, and you know J.K. Dobbins, but and you got Marquise Brown coming back too. So there's like yeah. a full. That's kind of an insane team uh, when you think about it. I've been, it I've been checking the injury status of Marquise Brown and uh, Wentz every day just to make sure I don't miss them coming off and forfeit a, a table point. Oh, yeah. Bad rule. We need to change that next year. It's a fine um, rule. It, it, we've been doing a good job with it. I mean, if you are intentionally holding that person in injured reserve just to get a benefit by, you know, not having to drop another player for a subsequent week, then that's fine. But I don't think we ran into that issue yet. Everybody's been pretty good about it. Yeah. And I, I feel like too, it's just, you know, the penalty of not being able to make any free agent transactions is pretty big in and of itself. Like if you have an illegal roster, you can't add or drop players. So, or you can't add players. You can drop players obviously, but right. um, so there's some punishment there. Um but yeah, I think your your team is good. Dill, who's your pick for Waffle House? We've all talked about it. Who do you think is most likely to go at this point? Um, <clears throat> I know Mike was having a quarterback issue in week 11, I want to say. No, we, I forget which week it was. Week 12, maybe. Um, so if he – I just don't know off the top of my head. I, I feel like – Yeah, I, I've not done the research into whose teams are the most likely to go down. I love that two of the people in the playoffs are guys <laughs> who aren't really that interested in uh, the other players or the other managers in the league. It's so true, Slum. They're all, we're like, so here's the standings. What do you think? <laughs> uh, obviously, we didn't do that with you, though. We did that with Tommy when he was yeah. on. But it just goes to show – like, I, I put more. in a shit ton of time. Fantasy yeah. football is so lucky. Just don't do dumb shit, and odds are, like, you know, odds are not in your favor, but it just it just depends. It's just luck, you know? And I think standing strong and just holding your position and drafting, you know, you never know when a Cooper Cup injury is going to happen or a Kyle Pitts injury is going to happen. Like, that kind of shit just – it just happens every year. So right. – you got to put yourself in a position to be successful. So I admire both of you continuing to do that. 
I don't know, boys. I am locked into fantasy football for like 15 minutes every Sunday morning, you know? <laughs> like, and like, you know, just check real quick on Thursday night. Make sure you're, uh, yeah, you know, make sure you don't have – or make sure there's no Sunday morning games. You know? Like I said earlier, it worked for you last season. So I had to it. actually turn scoring notifications off on my phone because I'm so addicted that I will like I can't stop checking my phone every time I get a scoring notification. Jeez. Like I can't even watch football anymore. Like I literally cannot watch NFL football. Every time I'm watching Red Zone and somebody scores a touchdown, I just I automatically know whose team they're on. Like right. every touchdown, I know. I'm like, oh, okay, that's six points for blank for the pass or four points for the pass for Mike's team, six points for Mike's team for Marquez touchdown. It's like, it's just disgusting. Honestly. In all, it, in all three of your leagues too. I don't know in my other league okay. who who's on everybody's team, but in our league, I know I could probably, if you told me a player, I could tell you whose team they're on with a high level of certainty bench or starting player. I feel pretty Michael Gallup. That's Mike's team. Wow. I'm All telling right, you, we could we on. could do like a whole podcast of this. Just <laughs> naming. You could even do some deep cuts. I my, feel pretty good. My favorite part about Sunday is when I open up the app, it'll like show for a split second where my projected points were, and then it'll go back to where it actually is. I don't know if this happens to anyone else, but it, it'll like I'll open it up and it'll be like 99 points and I have like a heart attack and then it's like it shoots back up to like 111 or something and I'm like oh man it gives me a rush of excitement every time I open the app mine does that too sometimes it's pretty fun how often do you guys check the app Dylan Tommy how often are you on there like on a Sunday how many times Sunday like like every 15 minutes okay constantly on Sunday yeah Yeah, I think at least yeah oh yeah yeah that's that's pretty similar for me too um, especially like if I'm, my players are, you know, early in the, uh, one o'clock games, then, mm-hmm. then it's a lot more, um, so yeah, pr- pretty frequent. Yeah. Say. Sometimes last... I'll, I'll try to not watch, um, and then I'll just look at the ticker at the bottom of whatever yep. game I'm, I'm watching. That gives you a little more excitement <laughs> when you see someone, you know, yeah. scoring update and then Dalvin cook had a, you know, touchdown run. I think I think that happened for me with you, Sloan. Um, there hadn't the notification for like a Tony Pollard big play, like for a forty-yard touchdown, hadn't come through yet. Yeah, and you said like he's badass. It was like, oh, nice, he scored another yeah. one. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, the bar for sleepers notifications, basically any play over twenty yards, is very low. So you're getting a lot of notifications if you're keeping them on your phone. Especially for a quarterback throw. Like, I, like I understand yeah. a reception for more than 20 yards, like for a wide receiver, because it's two points, but or two and a half or whatever. But for a quarterback, that's what? Like, I, I don't know, like 0. 0.4 or something like that? Yeah, no. that should only apply to, like, certain quarterbacks who are really bad. Like, what are we Zach Wilson's about? over 10 yards. Like, every quarterback has their own yardage play <laughs> that they throw for that they get a notification. Zach Wilson's, like, five – Mariota's like 10, you know, Pat Mahomes is like 40 or 30 or something like that. You know, like that would be like fun. You could do custom sliders for where you want notifications for each of your players. 
Yeah. Well, cool. Well, anything else, either of you, any other thoughts on your teams? You're both, Dale, you're comfortably in the playoffs. It would take a disaster for you not to be there. Tommy, you're looking likely. Week 14 is going to be a scary one without having any quarterbacks at this point in time. So what are you about to say? Well, I was going to say, let's talk about waivers from last week since it was the uh, first waivers since the, what was it? Did we discuss, I don't know if the Doughboys discussed the waivers uh, from last week after the trade deadline, but uh, I figured we could talk about that and then we'll have this week's waivers process in four minutes and we can see what happens on that end. Oh, yeah, talking waivers. We haven't talked waivers in a while. Waivers are pretty big deal. Pretty bad now. They're, they're oh, a big deal they're now. Big deal? At post trade deadline, they're a big deal. Post trade deadline, they're a big deal. But the last with the size of our rosters, they've been kind of shitty. I feel like with what's been going on. Uh, do you guys still look at waivers? I mean, I think last week, yeah, everybody who added someone, there was no competition for who was dropped. Right. I, I, so. pers- I personally don't really look at, at waivers too much. Well, Dan, you, know? you have no need to, man. Your team's kick ass and no point. <laughs> Dill's got to keep Deion Jackson or Greg Dorch <laughs> ready to go. Case, he knows I mean, Rondale's going to get injured. So Well, and the other thing is I like the young players, as you can tell. Like that, That's true. I mean, you have no old players on your team. Yeah. Gosh. That was my main – yeah, so – I, I like the young players, so I'm just hoping that they'll get an opportunity and proof in the future. Yeah, your oldest player is what? This year? You're right. Yeah. Is Garoppolo at 31? I think he's got to be. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Your oldest player, which, hey, I mean, he might be playing for Atlanta next season for all we know. Yeah. Jeez. But then Deshaun Watson is the, I mean, Marvin Jones on the bench, I guess, is technically 30. Oh, yeah. Old. Okay. But, but that doesn't really count. It's not no. like you're like Marvin Jones is good. Yeah, like Deshaun Watson is realistically your oldest starting player. That's crazy. 27. That's yeah, a dynasty. I mean, who yeah. would have thought the dynasty would have come so soon? I think From that's the, the weird part. Yeah, the initial draft of it. That's hilarious. So crazy. Yeah, I kind of hope we have a repeat soon. I'd love to see Tommy repeat this year. I think that'd be pretty sick. Hey, what are we talking up- happen. Give me an update on the trophy, Tommy. What are we doing? Oh crap! Forgot See, about we gotta that. get that yeah. figured out. I know I've been dropping the ball. I've only me. I've only got like you know I don't have much time left to enjoy it once we get it. So. Yeah, it's good. Well, point. I mean, unless I win it again, but what you might. Do you guys do? I was looking at your website oh, the yeah. other day. Don't you guys do trophies at the print yeah. shop? Yeah, we can do trophies. So heck, I'll get on that. I'll get on that tomorrow. And it has to be a cup, right? It needs to be something we can drink out of. Something you can drink out of. That kind of that really kind of limited it. So well, um, I mean, you just get a you know, like like the the boys' fantasy dynasty fantasy football league uh, podcast right. logo, right? Just a See, nice old fashioned cup. That's yeah. I may get it on a cup, but I want it to be something we can like ship to each other that wouldn't break in the. You can ship anything if you put enough packaging in it, right? I'm not That's going to be that. some expensive shipping, though. We got to up the league fees to cover shipping of the trophy. <laughs> we need to get some more sponsorships on the podcast. Uh, I know. I'm already paying out of pocket like 30 bucks a year for the podcast. So, yeah, we need to, uh, jo- yeah, we'll look into some more sponsorship opportunities <laughs> for next week. How was that honey? Yeah, it was, was good. Funny. The honey was good. Um, nothing special. 
you know, it was like fun because it was our first sponsorship, but I wouldn't like go out of my way to get it again. That's for sure. It didn't so, taste like it was going to kill you or anything. No, it was, uh, it was great on fruit, uh, pizza. <laughs> I think I did have it on fruit. <laughs> so have they really contacted really you asking you for another ad read again? I think they went out of business as soon as we did the ad because they have like their, <laughs> their website the went website. down. The website went down. <laughs> that they were done sponsoring things like. Oh, uh, the website's yeah, was, back up. It's fine. Okay. We just crashed it, man. Oh, waivers went through. All right, here we go. Oh, Colin, okay. five, up five bids on P Ryan. Bids on wow. I can't believe Anga didn't bid Dang, on Kira. I was That's second. To me. That's a bummer. Tom Mike getting White. Kyle Allen. Yeah, thanks for the heads up there, Josh. You're welcome. Um, I didn't put a bid on him. I just I don't believe that. I mean, he may be a good fit for you with, uh, you know, just needing a quarterback. But I don't know if he'll ever be. I mean, if he good. if he ends up playing and he gets me two points on week fourteen, this will be a huge success. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Mike White pickup, good call. No way, is that a good call? Don't they have to throw a Flacco? Uh, Mike White is officially the backup, and uh, Sala has said he is considering all options at quarterback for wow. the Jets. So Can Flacco win like two games. Probably winning I'm just, quarterback I, this season. You know, Joe Flacco was a healthy scratch uh, last week, so uh, I think he's officially out. So I was I was that. hoping to get some Mike White. That was where I, I had a bit on P Ryan just in case I didn't get Mike White. But yeah, good for yeah. calling on getting P Ryan. Yeah, I like it. I think there's a good chance. I can't believe. I mean, Angad wouldn't have had enough fab to get him. But I, I'm, I'm shocked he didn't bid on him. Maybe he feels good that Nixon is going to play with the concussion. But that's also like Ongood's direct competitor too. There getting the pickup. That's like a double yeah. whammy if if it actually goes through. Dang, dang. We'll see. All right. Well, I'm glad we stayed on for waivers. That was actually kind of a fun one. Yeah, it's a big one. Tom's got some players. Anything else? Either you guys got going on? Want to talk about for your team? It's been a pleasure having you both here. By the way. Pleasure has been all mine, Josh. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, man, just just trying to get cushion before week fourteen, and I'm gonna lay an egg. So I hope you don't either, Tom. All right. Well, thanks to both of you for coming on. It's been a great pod. Good to be back, Sloan. Glad for having you here as well. I feel like you're almost you too, Josh. At this point, right. so it's good to have you back on the pod. All right. See you guys. All right. We'll see you guys Bye. later. Bye.